Welcome to the Faith Renewed Podcast. I'm Pastor Terry Rogers, and I want to thank you for listening to this message. If you want to learn more about Faith Renewed, check us out online at faithrenewed.org. Good morning. You look so good today. I don't know if you've heard that lately, but you do. I want you to do this. I want you to tell somebody around around you this morning. Tell them that very thing. You look good this morning. Come on, tell them you look good this morning. Come on, you at home. I wish I could see you, but I believe you look good this morning. And uh, I am glad that you are joining us on our online family campus. We're just excited to have you be a part of that today. But if you're in the house. Welcome to Faith Your News. So good to see you. Glad to have you on this beautiful, beautiful fall day. I'm going to say that. We're getting there. I can kind of feel it in the air. You feel it? I'm loving it, man. Come on. So good. And God is good. And I just want to welcome you again. If this is your first time, please make yourself at home. We are just excited. So thankful that you are here today. Don't take it lightly that you took time to be here. We believe God sent you here, brought you here to be a part of what he's doing here. So we love you. And so if, uh, again, you haven't had a chance to meet someone from our host dream team, please stop by our uh, host uh, area here to my right after service. We'd love to meet you, give you a gift, let you know how thankful we are that you're here. So please stop by if you haven't done that already. And uh, But again, good to have you. And I want our church family who do this so well to let all of our first-time guests know you love them. Would you do that? Come on, yeah. Amen. If you're joining us at home for the first time, drop a comment. Let us know where you're at. If you join us just faithfully there, let us know where you're worshiping from. There's a new here link you can click on as well. But I'm excited to have you. Um, we're going to be jumping into God's Word. And so if you brought your Bible, go with me, if you would, to 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. Come on. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. I heard a few whoops. That means we just love the Bible. That's what it means. And so uh, as you turn there, we also use the YouVersion Bible app if you want to use that. And um, don't usually have to give disclaimers, but I'm going to today. Uh, just uh, We're going to be talking about um, a very uh, important subject that needs to be talked about. And it needs to be talked about in God's house. Um, it gets talked about everywhere else, but this is a place it should be discussed because Bible holds truth, and we're going to be talking about sex today. And so, just want to say, just as a disclaimer for any parents, I know we sometimes have faith kids join us in here, and they're always welcome. But we have the greatest faith kids ministry ever in the, in the world happening back there. So, if it is an area where you're like, I don't know if I'm here, what's going on today? Um, uh, you know, no issue. Please let them know, show them where that's at, and they can worship back there. But again, we are going to be discussing that today. And so, I um, wanted to make that very clear prior. to Two. But 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, we're going to read verses 3 through 8. And um, the Bible says this, and um, I love it, and it's in the version as well. If you use that app more than events, if I haven't already said that, follow right along with us there as well. But it says this in verse 3, God's will. This is important because we want to, a lot of times people ask, Man, what's God's will for my life? What is God's will for me? What is, he, what is, what is his will? And, uh, and this, this is one of the things that is his will for, for us. And um, we don't have to ask him what is the will is in this area. We don't have to pray, seek him for this. He tells us what his will is. And this is it. It says, God's will is for you to be holy. So stay away from all sexual sin. 
Then each of you will control his own body and live in holiness and honor, not in lustful passion like the pagans who do not know God and his ways. Never harm or cheat a fellow believer in this matter by violating his wife, for the Lord avenges all such sins. He calls it sin. As we have solemnly warned you before, and God has called us to live holy lives, not impure lives. Therefore, anyone who refuses to live by these rules is not disobeying human teaching. So if you're today, you're like, well, I'm not going to do what a preacher says. I don't believe all that stuff. I'm going to do what I want to do. I, 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 this, is a, this is very important that we see this and understand this. He says that you're not disobeying just me, but is rejecting God who gives his Holy Spirit to you. Ooh, we better pray after that verse, huh? Can we do that? We just better. Yeah, so Father, we're thankful for your word. We're thankful for your spirit who helps us live out your word. We're thankful, Lord, for the blood that Jesus shed to bring healing for those who have stepped outside of your work. And Lord, we just believe today that in this room, in this place, for those who hear this message, God, you're going to bring healing, deliverance, restoration, and victory. I declare that in your son Jesus' name. Would you say it with me? Amen. 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 We're in a series called relationship goals. And um, it has been so much fun uh, jumping in and discussing with you about the relationships that matter most in our life. And so again, I'm just so thankful for that. We have spent quite a bit of time discussing and talking about the relationship of marriage. And so this will be today the last installment, uh, last message on the marriage focus part of this series. And so again, thank you uh, again for, for again, just listening, for sharing. It was pretty cool. I, I got a message this week from someone on Facebook, does not attend this church, and said, just want to say thank you. I've, uh, one, of, one of your members, so some one of you guys did this, one of your members was sharing about this series and about marriage, and I've been listening, and God's been working. And so again, thank you for doing what you do. That's why we say share the stream. That's why we say share messages. So, so God is doing this, so thank you for that. But um, you told me we could do this week one of this, this series. You said we could be real. And that's what we've been. We've been very real during this time. And so I've been sharing with you on um, the last few weeks, I've um, been talking about building a marriage that will last. And um, as, as always in this, this time, uh, we've been really hitting on areas that will, that will really just bring a, a lasting relationship into the marriage. But we've been discussing and talking about principles that don't just apply to marriage. Uh, everything that we've been sharing and been teaching and looking at is biblical views and biblical values that we need to learn and, and, and grow in in our lives. So these are things we've been we're talking about. In, in this marriage that will last, there's been, been four principles. We've been on three so far. We're going to hit the fourth one today. And, and in those principles, in building a marriage that will last, um, the, the, the letter L stands for loving communication. We've been talking about, again, that we should live this life, that in a relationship, that relationship begins to die the moment communication 
communication is cut off. So we want to be careful about, again, building lasting, loving communication with those that we're in relationship with. Um, we, too, we, we talked about the letter A, and that was agreeing spiritually. And, uh, again, your spiritual uh, relationship with Christ is the most important thing that you will ever ever bring to your marriage, bring into family, bring to this church. Again, again, we, so we go after God together here. We want to grow more closer to him. Last week, we talked about letter S, and that was staying responsible financially. And so again, we, uh, we talked about, again, scripture, about what we should do with the finances that God has blessed us with. We learned, first of all, that we should give to him. Amen. We just had an opportunity to do that a few moments ago. We worship the Lord with our giving. So we give tithes and we give offerings to the Lord, and he blesses us. We also talked about we should save, and then we should put portion back. And, and so that, again, when troubles arise, and we talked about also, finally, we talked about that we should spend wisely. So if you missed any of those principles, those points, those messages, go back, get somebody again to listen to those things with you. We're on all platforms out there. So again, it's pretty good stuff. But today I want to talk about the letter T and building a marriage that will last. And today's title, if you have view verse and already open, it is taking sex seriously. Come on, amen. Taking sex seriously. Now, now, fellas, don't go home and say, I mean, I, you know, a preacher's been preaching some good stuff lately. <clears throat> we need to put, we need to apply, we need to apply God's word to our life. Amen. I, now, 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 go home and do that if you've been applying L, A, and S. Come on, I should get a witness in the house from somebody. Amen. So, so don't start here, all right? So again, we've been teaching these things. They work together. So again, please uh, don't, don't just pull this one out. Uh, we've been saying and, and talking again that these are all principles that work together. These are four load-bearing walls in the relationship that must be standing. So again, we're going to talk about it today. Now, I want to go ahead and say this. I'm not today talking, just preaching a message about the physical act of sex. That's not just what we're talking about. We're, we're talking about something far greater than that, deeper than that. So again, but as we do, I want us to see, and some people say, man, why do you do that? You know, it's awkward. Why do you mean, you know, it makes just people feel weird. Why do you, why do you do that? You know, uh, I do it because of uh, several reasons, um, like finances, like we talked about last week, the enemy's using it. The enemy has distorted it. He's destroying it. He's perverted a principle, something that God has given us. So again, and, and the Bible is so clear on this subject. And, there, and there's so much potential here for, for people who are in a marriage or relationship to walk in great blessings in this area. But there's what has happened is there's been great harm come to this area because, again, of what the enemy has done. And so if people are struggling with this stuff... The Bible's clear on this subject, and it's destroying marriages, families, homes, individuals. If it's destroying their life, then we need, we should be talking about it. 
Amen. This the church should be discussing and talking about. Please don't think for one moment, man, it's not getting talked about in the schools. Don't think for a moment it's not talked about behind the workplace and all these other areas. Don't think it's not on your cell phone every time you're, you turn it on or any time, of, any time of commercial. So again, if they're out there preaching a lie, we need to preach the truth of God's word in this area so people can have healing and hope. And, and again, God's word is so clear. He's just so clear about this. He's he just like from the get-go, he's like, man, this is my will for you. Oh, I love it. There's no better place to be than in the center of God's will. Oh, man, it's a wonderful place to be. So, again, as we discuss this, I, I, I have a lot of fun from the pulpit. I do, if you ain't figured that out yet. We have a good time in church, and I believe you can have a good time growing God, learn his word, the spirit of God can move. But today I want to say this is, is a very serious issue. This is a very serious issue. And uh, I, 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 in 25 years now of ministry, there hasn't been an area and that I have physically with my eyes in the last 25 years watch be a decline and a fall like what we've seen when it comes to the culture and how it views sexuality and how rapidly this thing has gone down in the last 25 years. Now, again, it's, it's, it's tragic what we've seen happen. It's tragic what we've seen take place. Man, again, because of you guys now, and we've really seen it amped up over the last five or six you know, years like I've never seen before. Uh, and, and so, again, if this is being spoken, you, you guys have been hit. The, Pastor Bill, you guys, man, you're carrying a heavy load leading this generation like you're doing. Because, again, they've been hit harder than what we've been hit with. It's wild to, to the questioning of the enemies putting in the minds of people to question their sexuality and, and, and again, who God's created them and what the plan is for their life in this area has been amped up. So we need to amp it up. We, we need to talk about it and deal with it. So, so again, this is what my prayer, and it was amazing. Um, I, I was praying this week, and it was like God just began to make this so clear that he was going to heal in this, in this area of people's lives. It was amazing, and it was just like, and, he, and, the, and the other word, he just started putting it was deliverance. There's someone who's going to deliver and set people free from folks who are struggling this in this area. And, I, and this wasn't how I was praying, but it's what he put on my heart. He put the word restoration. And he's going to restore today some things that have been stolen from people. By the enemy. And so, again, he's going to do this in our lives. So, again, I want to talk about this. And so, as we talk about it today, I want to first give you three truths about sex. All right? So, again, we're going to look at Scripture and what it says always. But, again, these are three truths. And the first one is this, is that sex is God's design. Right. It, is, it, is, it is God's plan. He's not anti-sex. Now, he's anti a lot of what has been done, and he's, he's anti and he is against a lot of what has been made of now, what God created and gave to a married couple. He's very much anti what we're seeing today. He's, he's anti those things, but he's not anti-sex. I used to think that because I used to hear preaching messages on sex, and it was always don't do it. I'm serious. Like, wow. I was like, man, everything was, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. You know, and so again, that gets in people's heads, that gets in minds. There, there's been a lot of Christian people who have brought that into their marriage. And it's hurt them in their marriage because, again, what's been blasted. Because, again, the truth is, again, God created this. 
He actually designed this and planned this. So I started like, you're talking about coming against this over the last 25 years? Been hitting this hard. I saw where it was headed. Started doing this with youth ministry early on. And so I, I remember one, I was doing a series with our young people and, and, and way back early in the title of the message, I, I pumped them up. I said, next week, the title of the message is how to have great sex. Highest attended service we ever had in the history of youth ministry was the following Wednesday, Pastor Bill. It was incredible. They're all coming to church. Amen. Called their friends that came to church. Everybody showed up. And I got up there and told them stuff they wasn't hearing from the people in school. They wasn't hearing lots from their parents. Wasn't discussing these things at home. And also I told man, y'all want to have great sex. Honor God's word. Put him first in your life. Wait till you get married. Do all these things. And man, it was, it was, and so we've seen this. We've been around long enough now to watch couples grow up, get married, have kids, have blessed lives in this area. So this word's true, but God created it. He's pro this stuff. None of y'all never heard that in church. God's pro this stuff. He's all about this. This is part of his plan. But the enemy has distorted it. He's twisted it. He's taken it, perverted it. And so we got to start speaking truth. Now, God's plan is this. He didn't, he's not anti this stuff. He's for this, but there's places for this. Proverbs 5, 18 and 19 in the message, it says it this way. It says, enjoy the wife you married as a young man. Can I get an amen in the house from some men of God? Enjoy it. Lovely as an angel, beautiful as a rose, and don't ever quit taking delight in her body and never take her love for granted. So God is, is for this. He's a plan for this, but there is a place for this. And I truly believe this, that intimacy is a wedding gift from God to husband and wife. I believe that is a, it, is a, it is a wedding gift from God to husband and wife. And he said, your wife, your man, do it this way. And, and let's just be honest. Like God, it didn't like mess with him and freak him out when Adam and Eve started getting busy in the, in the garden. He, he, he did not. He didn't do. The father didn't look over to the son and say, what are we doing now? We... Seriously, he didn't do that a lot. He, this is nice. Like, what in the world? No, he created. He created you and he created man. He created woman. That's why Romans talks about, man, you're going against nature when you step into an area of sexual sin outside of a man and a woman and a husband and a wife. You're going against what nature, what he created. This is his plan. He set it in motion. Has entire books of like passion. And like Song of Solomon, he does this. And so he's not surprised. And so we start seeing it this light. There is a place for this. There's an area for this. And it's called marriage, covenant. That's what it's called. That's what it is. And so again, we have to learn to walk in this. And so this is why you'll start seeing. That's why it's so important. That again, the letter L, like we lovingly are communicating, discussing, and talking, and have an open relationship, common in, 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 our, in our relationship with our husband and wife, communicating, discussing discuss these things. That's why all these things are so important. So we start talking about, man, how we share our needs with one another, with our husband, with our wife. We talk about these things. And so this is what God did. I said something early on that you remove a way that the enemy works in your marriage when you do this, when you are the one. Because, again, we all want to be heard. 
every person. We all want to be heard. In the marriage relationship, we say this. We sign up and say, you can come to me first. There's something on your heart. You don't have to look outside of this. I will listen to you. I will hear you. So again, you're signing up to meet needs. You're signing up to spiritually meet some needs. Again, not one that only Christ can meet, but we're called to do things, husband and wife, all these areas. We see this, but now we see something here. We're signing up to meet the need of our spouse in this area. So that means this, outside of the husband and wife relationship, again, anywhere within that, again, and we'll hit this more in a minute, it is sin, but we're called the one to do this. So again, but there are reasons, and there are a lot of times real reasons why there are needs not being met within the relationship of husband and wife. And again, it goes back into a lot of times, it could be, there's three of them, it's not in your notes, I'm going to throw this at you though. There are, there are reasons, like it could be a physical problem. There could be a physical problem. Like, man, and as you grow, as you get older, it could be things. So again, it's why you learn to talk and it's why you learn to be open and share. There could be physical things going on. There could be emotional problems. People have been wounded, hurt by this. And that gets brought into the home. It gets brought into the marriage. And a lot of times, and if you don't learn to talk about this and get the healing that only God can bring, what the enemy will do will come in and work and start telling you, they don't want to be with you. They don't love you. They don't care for you. They don't, but, but there could be a wound there. And so again, we need to learn to get this. So again, it could be a physical, it could be emotional. Thirdly, it could be a spiritual issue. There could be a spiritual problem. And because, again, they could be meeting that need in another way instead of within the marriage spiritual because, again, they're not right with God. They're outside of the will of God. They're outside of his plan. Could be getting that need met through pornography or through areas, again, outside of what God would have for the husband and wife relationship. So, again, we need to see this. But God, listen, he is not anti it's a gift that he gives to human mankind that is to be, to be brought as a husband and wife, and he gives to us. So again, it's not a sin. Secondly, also, this is it. Sex is not a bargaining chip. Not a bargaining chip in the marriage. This is not a bargaining chip within the home. This is, this is not something we use to get at our spouse, use as a means to hurt our spouse, use as a way against them. Don't let the enemy get in your head. It gets joked about. And I, I've, I've heard things, and you've seen people again, I'm, I go way back, man. And I've heard, you know, cobbles sitting around, something happens, and somebody will say, well, you're not getting on tonight. You know, I'm talking, yeah, it's kind of like, what? You know, I mean, uh, like, y'all take it to the house. Don't be talking about that here. <laughs> but it's wild. That is, it, it's not a bargaining chip. Now, now, this is what's true. It's a blessing that God gives to us. And this is why I truly believe that when we see this, I, I'm telling you, the promises that I told you just as much last week are just as true this week. When we apply God's word, he blesses and honors these areas in our life. But the Bible is clear about a lot of things. And I've sat down, I've been in that office sitting down with couples and, and, and I've had this, we've, we've discussed these passages in scripture and they said, well, I don't believe that's for now. Some of them, what I'm about to read, I'm going, it's just in the Bible. It's true, and it's, and it's real. And, and, and it says this in the Bible. It says in 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verses 1 through 4. I'm going to read the message because it's just real simple. Here you go. All right. Now getting down to the question you asked in your letter to me. 
All right, Church of Corinth, if you're not coming on Wednesday nights, you need to get here on Wednesday nights. We're going through the book of Corinthians. Incredible. It's been, it's been good stuff. Get in here. It's been awesome. And so, again, we knew that this letter was written to the church in Corinth, dealing with a lot of issues within the church. Yeah, there's issues in the church. <clears throat> yeah, there are. And so, again, so, but he's, and so this is what he said. First, it is a good thing to have sexual, is it a good thing to have sexual relations? Imagine that letter when Paul read down. Isn't it a good thing to have such? Certainly. This is, this is like, wow. Certainly it is. Again, but only within a certain context. It is good for a man to have a wife and for a woman to have a husband. Sexual desires are strong. That's why, again, that's, it, they, are, they are. They are strong. Sexual desires are strong. But marriage is strong enough to contain them and provide for a balanced and fulfilling sexual life in a world of sexual disorder. More than ever, this passage is true. Man, this world's so screwed up, man. And there's so much disorder in this area. And so again, but the marriage bed must be a place of mutuality. The husband seeking to satisfy the wife. The wife seeking to satisfy her husband. Marriage is not a place to stand up for your rights. It is a decision to serve the other, whether in bed or out. So we can't go in there and say, Pastor, it in bed, you got to... In bed and out. The more you do out, the more happens on the inside. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to tell you. I'm going to help you out today. Amen. So do what the Bible says. Put this stuff in action. Apply this word to your life. So again, we see this. So it, but it's not a bargaining chip, but it's an indicator. Oh, man, it is an indicator. I heard it described this way. It's both a thermostat and a thermometer in the marriage. I mean, like it, you, a thermostat determines the environment. Uh, the thermometer does it determine, but it reflects it. So you can look at this area in your life, man, and it is an indicator, again, of what's happening in the home. But we need to guard against this. We need to look, but it's not something we use as a bargaining chip. It's not something we use to get at our spouse. It's, used, it's something we use to bless and honor and to, to actually the Lord, but then to one another. So, again, we must, again, look back to God's word. But thirdly today, sex has boundaries. It does. It has boundaries. And, and, and some of you are like, man, if something God's created, he designed, he, he, he brought this into play. He actually created the physical bodies. He knew. So again, why, why are these boundaries? It's one of the things I, I've seen about boundaries. They're there to protect you. Not make life miserable. They're not there to hurt and destroy you. They're there to protect you. And I've sat down with way too many people. Way too many. More than I want to count. That stepping outside of these boundaries has wounded, has hurt, has broken people, has robbed and stolen things from them. And God's wanting to heal this today. And restore and deliver today. So again, we want to again guard this. We want to stay within the protective boundaries. So what are those boundaries? First of all, in the husband and wife relationship, this is an area that you never go outside and share this area of your life with anyone. 
I'm telling you, you don't, uh, you don't share these things. You guard against this. So you got to guard against opening up doors in any way, any form, any fashion. You need to protect this area. You need to guard against this area. Don't think for one moment you're above it. The enemy hates you. The enemy will destroy you. And so you got to guard and protect against this. You got to not in any way open up a door to this. And so again, you need to guard what you say to somebody, the words that come out of your mouth. You, you need to protect and be careful of what you like in a post. I'm telling you, I've guard against this. Don't do this. We, we've done this. If, if it's, I mean, it's, it's people in the church that we love, we love you. Sometimes people are like, man, why didn't they like my post? If it was just you and you the opposite sex and it's a picture of someone, I don't like it. She does the same. Why would we do that? We're just careful to guard against this. I'm not saying, oh, I need to get out and repent. I like somebody's post. No, I ain't talking about you like somebody's post. And so now you've crossed the line. But you know what happens? And we need to talk about it. We, we need to discuss it. This is what the enemy will do. Hey, she liked your post. Maybe, maybe she wants to talk to you. Maybe you should message her. I'm telling you, this stuff ain't real. I've seen marriages destroyed. Individuals destroyed. And like, it, it hurt and wound a lot of people. Don't think that don't happen. Like, man, he thought, he thought my selfie was good. And commented, so maybe I should, I don't know, I, know I, should probably, I shouldn't, probably shouldn't, but maybe I should just go ahead and text him. Or just see what they're doing. See what they're up to. I could really use some prayer anyway. <laughs> so we don't share this. As a pastor, I have to share myself with, and she has to give a lot. You know, it just, just, this is life. It's what happens. But these are areas that, no way, dog. Guard it. Protect it. Do not open a door. The door has been open and they've gone through it, but God still has you together and you're here. You know why? Because he finished with you. He loves you. He's got a plan for your marriage. He wants to heal you from everything that ever happened in the past. He's got a future for you guys. He wants to use your story to keep somebody else out of trouble and save them. So again, don't in any way think, man, well, this over because, man, we messed up. Listen, God is a plan for your life. He's a healer. But we have to do this. In this area, we protect, we stay within the boundaries. So again, stop. And I'm, I'm going to say it. Don't like their post. I'm going to say that. Don't do it. And again, nothing wrong. Now, if it's a family picture, family shot, love that junk, dog. And, 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 and it's all good. But man, be careful about this stuff. Be careful again. And, and if you're in a marriage relationship, make sure again, you're putting your effort and energy towards your spouse. You're putting it in that area again. So again, we need to discuss this. We need to get real. So again, we need to guard this. So within the marriage relationship, that's where this belongs, the boundary of that. Now, outside of this, in any way, whether you're married or whether you're single, you have to guard against this area. All right. Now, now this is what I, I want you to see. If you're sexually active and you're not married, you need to stop. Amen. Amen. Well, I love them. 
She loves me. You know, outside of that. Why, Pastor? Because it's sin. It just is. And like, it just, it just is. So we need to guard against these things. But we need to guard against sexual immorality anyway as a whole in any form, married or single. And so we start seeing things in Scripture that the Bible makes so clear. Like the Greek word, when you see the word fornication, when you see the word sexual immorality, it is the word in the Greeks, pornea. It's where we get the word porn from. It's where we see this. In the average children, this is heartbreaking. The average age children, they see porn today. According to Focus on the Family, they said this is eight years old. Or eight years old. I know we release and let some of the ones kind of in between ages, but man, they've been hit with this already. Don't think for a moment, man. This stuff's not out there. They're sliding it in. They're, they're putting this in. So we need to do this. Protect against this. We don't bring this into our home. I talked about, man, in, in, in letter A, a green spirits. I talked about some house cleaning that needs to be done. This is an area some house cleaning needs to be done. There are couples that are watching stuff that don't need to be watching some of the stuff y'all watching. Well, we're married. It's all good. No, listen, you need to guard that stuff gets in your mind. Please don't think for a moment you're above it. You're not. And if you're single, man, please don't go this. Guard and protect this. And whether it's porn or in written form, and it is, I mean, it's, I mean, it's novels or whatever. It's still sin if it's sex outside of marriage, even if, it's good, if it has a good storyline. Still sin. So what are the boundaries? Husband, wife. He's created this for us. And again, so we don't even want to flirt. We don't want to open up a door. We want to guard against this. Ephesians 5.3 says this, but fornication and all uncleanness or covetousness, let it not even be named among you as fitting for the saints. It's not even fitting. This is not even, this ain't cool for us. And I know, man, I know how this generation has been hit. I sit down, we sit down, we help and pray and talk and encourage some of this generation. Still, we do it as a, as a group and as a team. Man, there's some of the things that they're being told. And we need to tell them, man, that's not true. Man, God has a better way. He has a better plan for your life. And we love those outside of God's plan. But listen, we got to guard and protect ourselves against that. And we want to speak truth. So again, the enemy comes in and he tells you lies and he says things like, well, it's no big deal. It's a big deal. It's a big deal. I'm just looking. Little affair. No such thing, man. What's wounded and hurt? <laughs> and, and they're getting blasted. And I want to give you this is in your notes and encourage you to share these. And there are five practical steps in this area that we can, we can put in action in our life. And number one is this, is like if there is an issue, go to your spouse first. Okay? That's what I want you to do. I don't want you to come to me if you haven't went to them first. I don't want you to schedule a time if you haven't sat down and talked about it. Well, I can't talk to them or whatever. Just sit down, first of all, and listen to letter, letter L and learn how to communicate. If you're struggling with areas, then schedule a time. We'll sit down together. Go to them first. Don't go to a friend. Well, they're my prayer partner. They're my accountability partner. Don't do it first. 
just telling you, don't do it first. Go to your spouse first. If then you need to take further steps, if, if the things doesn't happen as you believe that they should, let someone speak truth into you again. And, and go to the right people outside once you go to your spouse. I've said this because it's important. Like Go to people who are pro for your marriage. And a pro seeing God heal and work and bring hope to America. Don't go to these people like, man, leave that jerk. Who are for this. And, and again, this is the plan. But if there's an issue, go to your spouse first. And again, if that doesn't work, you need to. You need to talk about it. You need to tell somebody. You need to sit down. You need to yeah, let somebody pour into your life. So again, if there's an issue. Secondly, you do this. Be the spouse you want your spouse to be. Oh, man, it's like, I really wish that they would, like, text me. Then they tell me that they love me and this and that. And you need to do that if you're married. But make sure you're doing it. Don't lie. Man, it's like, if they'll do this and then I would show them, I would tell them back, do this. Both of us, again, we're saying, I'm going to meet the, I'm going to show up. I'm going to be the one. So be the spouse you want your spouse to be like. If you're like, man, I really wish my spouse would do this. I wish they would follow Jesus and, and honor and do these things. I wish they'd pray for me. Do these things. Be that. Be that example. Watch what God does when you start doing it. And if both of you accept the challenge, watch what he'll do. And listen, this is what we do. We honor and live this way. And if you're singing, if you're looking, like, man, these are people you're looking for. People walking this stuff out, doing this stuff. So again, be that. Thoroughly, listen, work every day. Work every day at letting your spouse know that they're special to you. Not when it goes south. I've, it's, man, this thing's so messed up. Thankfully, I've seen the restore. Who will restore what years that the locusts and the enemy has taken? He's, he restores that. But stop him from coming in taking it. Don't have to worry about praying for a miracle, man. You're just walking in a blessing. And one of the ways we do that is like we do this every day. You work every day letting your spouse know they're special. Just let them know it. It could be so simple. I've sat down with couples, and a lot of times it's the dudes. It's, it's the fellas. Oh, I'm not geared that way, bro. And I'm like, well, do this, man. Put, it, put a note, a reminder in your phone to text your spouse. I was like, well, does that even mean anything? Yeah, it meant that you loved them enough to put a reminder in your phone. They care enough about you to say, man, I'm not going to let a day go by. So again, be this, do this every day. And then number four is this, be mindful of like reality versus fantasy. All right? And because like, th th there is a big difference between the two. That's why, again, you got to guard against watching certain stuff because they'll paint a picture of something that is so not true, bro. That ain't real. Come on, man. I mean, you know, it's wild. You know, they come out there and they, you know, been working outside, stinking and all this kind of stuff and nasty as well. All of a sudden, man, everything, all music is playing. They're together. They're doing this kind of, man, that ain't real life. It's not, man. I mean, in real, life, in real life, it's not this, that you're always in the same mood at the same time all the time. I'm going to help somebody. I feel this. <clears throat> it's just like, but again, we're signing up to communicate these things. People have different levels of interest and all. There's a whole lot there. So we communicate, we talk, we're honoring God. But there is a reality, there's a fantasy world. But this is what I believe. I believe the reality can be greater than the fantasy. When we honor God 
and we put him first. It's, diff it's different, but it's what God gives me to, to share. It's important. The fifth and final one is this. Take care of your health. Like, I take, it takes time to take care of your health. As you get older and as you grow, as you become, man, it, you know, again, take care of your health. It'll, it'll, it'll help you in this area. So, again, be, a, be mindful of this, and God will bless in this area. And I want to do something. As you stand with me, please, and as you bow your heads, close your eyes. Oh, man, those three words today. God's just told me he's going to do in this, in this room. That he's going to heal. He's going to deliver and he's going to restore. And his heads are bowed and eyes are closed. His heads are bowed and eyes are closed. I, I want to ask you today, listen, do you today need healing in this area? And this is what I want you to see. And he just, he, this is how he dropped it in my heart. Like if you're outside of God's plan in this area, the view of what God has and what he wants to do in your life in this area has been broken and you need healing. So like if you're struggling with porn, uh, you need healing from that. This is what porn has done. It has gotten your mind and it has distorted and twisted and messed up the view of the other sets and, and, it's, and it's doing things within your mind. It's taking away and it has broken you and God wants to heal you. If you're like, man, there, I, I, just, there's areas, man, I need to get delivered from, set free from. Listen, God today wants to bring that to you. Scripture says that when he sets you free, you're free indeed. Believe this so much. And he wants to restore because there's so many that this has taken from them. This has robbed them. It's robbed individuals. It's robbed couples. It's robbed kids. Generations, it's broken the generations. So God wants to heal today. So if, you, if this is your heart today, like if you're saying, man, I want God to heal, I want him to restore, I want him to deliver. And finally, if this is, this is your heart, if you would do this, and I believe there are so many here that God's going to do this work in their life today. If you would say this this morning, I want to lay this area down before the Lord and give this to Him. I want to give this to Him. You could be struggles happening within you, and there, there may not be, but listen, if you haven't given this area to the Lord, man, today we need to give this to the Father. Lay this before Him. I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand. I'm going to open up an altar, and in this altar, God's going to do what, exactly what He said He would do. He's going to heal Restore and deliver today in this room. And as we lay this before him, as we give this to him, if you're going after God, you need to be one who's like, man, I want to lay this area before the Lord. I want to give this over to him. I don't want this to be something that's going to come in and get me and, and destroy me later. I want to give this to the Lord. So today, if you need healing, you need deliverance, victory, you need to be restored. This is just saying that, hey, I want to give this over to the Lord today fully. I want to give this to him. Don't wait. I'm not going to count to three. I want you just to step out from where you're at, and I want you just to come and give this to the Lord. Today. I want you to kneel in this altar, stand in this altar, wherever you need to do this, but just come today and say, I want to give this to the Lord. I need to give this over to him. And I don't want you to wait on somebody else. I don't want you to wait on somebody else. Today, this, I, I preached a message years ago called The Greatest Enemy. This is an enemy that the uh, he's, this is a, a weapon that the enemy is using to destroy. He is destroying this. 
So if there's, this is an area you want to give to the Lord, you want to fully lay down, you need healing today. I believe there's couples that need to come together and say, man, we just want to surrender this area. We want God's blessings in it. As our worship team ministers in song, we want to pray with you. We want to pray for you. And if, you want to say, if you're going after him this morning, say, man, I want to give this to you, Father. Let's come and let's lay that down today as we pray and as we sing. Thank you, Jesus. God bless you. Just come. Yeah. He's going to heal today. He's going to restore today. We lay this before you, God. We lay this before we give this to you, Jesus. Come on, we give this to you, Jesus. We give this to you, Jesus. Yeah, come on. There's some faith students that are standing back when you should be here. You, you, need, you need to be in this altar, giving this to the Lord today. Come on, there's some, there's some couples that need to move together. Some individuals, some single folks that say, man, I don't, I don't want the enemy to take this, use this, rob from me any longer. Come on. If there's anyone else, just come. Yeah. I want some of our prayer team to gather around these that are here. I want some of our prayer team to gather around these here. Yeah, so Father, we declare your healing, your restoration, your deliverance. Yeah, we cover this area. Yeah, God bless you, brother. Come, come. Who else? Come. Yeah, don't wait. Come. Yeah, come. Thank you again for listening to this message. We hope it's been a source of encouragement for you today. If you need prayer or a lot to support this ministry through giving, stop by faithrenewed.org.